Hi, and welcome to Sterling Grace Coaching, where women train for victory, not victimhood. I'm Carrie, your host and conservative women's coach. For women who still believe Jesus is king, America is beautiful, and hope brings eternal when you step out in faith. Let's do this. Today, we're going to talk about what you can do to prepare yourself for any situation. If 2020 has taught us anything, it's that we need to prepare for what we think we don't need to prepare for. What better time to do that than Advent? Advent means to come, and we're always preparing for what's coming. So we think about Advent as preparing for the birth of Christ. We think about Advent as preparing for Christ to come into our lives. And we're thinking of Advent as the coming of Christ in the future. Now, I don't know if 2020 is the end of the world. I have no crystal ball. I wouldn't want one anyway. I'm going to rely on what I know and on my faith to just keep moving forward. And that's the call of the Christian is to keep moving ahead in all situations to step forward in faith. And that's where we're going with this. So one thing I know with 2020 is that there are people who have dealt with the situation better than others. There are some that are falling apart while others are learning to stand or rising to a challenge. There are some who are home and cowering in fear, while there's others who are bravely taking a stand and opening their businesses and moving forward in life, even though they're a little bit risky and a little bit nervous, they're still moving ahead. And that's what makes the difference between the strong Christian or the sheep that's going to go along with whatever the government or anyone else tells them to do. And women are called to rise to that challenge. So in this video, we're going to give you three different types of situations that you need to prepare for. And then I'll give you seven strong, actionable steps that you can begin taking today to gain confidence no matter what life throws at you. One of my favorite quotes is, we don't rise to our level of expectation, we fall to our level of preparation. We know throughout the Bible, God calls on his people to prepare. We see that in Joseph when the Pharaoh has that dream and Joseph says, prepare your time of feast now, but we're going to have seven years of famine. And the Pharaoh set aside food and things for seven years. Imagine that. Mary and Joseph could not have done what the Lord asked them to do if they hadn't known the voice of God, if they hadn't been preparing themselves long before the angel came to Gabriel or the angel Gabriel came to Mary. We also see it in some of the readings where we have the 10 virgins, 10 virgins, they're good people. They're waiting for the prince to come. They're waiting. And five of them run out of oil because they're not prepared. And the other five say, you know what? I'm not sharing my oil with you. I have enough for us, but I can't share it. And the five virgins have to go and return to get more oil and they miss the master coming. So we don't want to be in that situation. We want to make sure we're prepared. So again, we're going to talk about three situations you can prepare for, including the unexpected. We're going to talk about seven actionable steps you can do today that will take you to a better tomorrow, no matter what tomorrow, no matter what 2021 brings. So when I talk about situations, I'm talking about EAO. E is expected situations. With expected situations, we know what's going to happen. There's something that we can plan for. Anticipated, the A aspect of this, anticipated situations are situations we can't anticipate the details of. We don't know how or when or the aspect that they're going to come out, but we can know that they're coming eventually in some form and we can kind of plan a little bit. And then the O aspect are those out of the blue situations that totally take us off our, like sweep us off our feet, knock us to the ground, things that we never saw coming. So expected situations, things we can plan for. Again, these are specific things that we know are coming in the future. They can be good things like the birth of a child, a marriage, a home ownership, uh, a new career. Those are things that we can plan for and get specific details on, you know, how do you best prepare yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially. 
all of those aspects, and each one of them is going to be a little bit different. So I would prepare for a marriage differently from the way I would prepare for a new baby or a home ownership or a career change. All of those have different aspects. Expected situations, we have specific things that we can look at and do. Same thing with bad situations. It's hard, but if you know that a divorce is coming, you can do things to prepare yourself for that. If you know an elderly parent is on his death or her deathbed, there is something that you can do to make amends, to pray for their soul to go to, to heaven. There are so many things that you can do to look at things financially. And I hate to bring that up, but it really is an important aspect of the preparation for someone to pass away. Financial aspects, paperwork, getting things in order. If you know that you're having an unborn child and the child has been diagnosed with some complications. Again, there are parenting groups. There are things that you can do, specific details that you can get that help you deal with those expected situations. And remember, ignorance is not bliss. So you want to make sure that if you know that there's a situation coming, whether it's good or bad, or maybe it's mixed, like a kid going off to college and you're so happy for that child. I've been there. So happy for that child but at the same time, your heart breaks a little bit because you know that things will never be the same and that child will never fully live under your roof again. Maybe it's a move that has so good and bad things, like you're going to miss the people that you were with now, but you're excited to move to a new place and get a new start and try something different. So expected challenges can be prepared for in very specific ways. And certainly I could help you with that. If you're facing some of those, I'd be more than happy to work with people on that. Anticipated challenges, however, are a little different. Anticipated challenges are stressors that you don't expect the specifics of, but you kind of know they're going to happen. They're possible. In fact, it may be even probable in some way. You just aren't sure how they're going to manifest in your life. So for example, if you own a home, you can guess that at some point you're going to need some new appliances. So I don't know whether it's going to be the refrigerator or the dish, dishwasher or the washer or dryer or what it's going to be or you know a boiler or a hot water heater, but I know that at some point I'm going to need to do some major repairs. So I am not waiting until that moment comes before I start saving. I'm going to start saving, I don't know, $50, $100, $10, whatever it is that works in your budget and helps you prepare for that rainy day. That's that rainy day fund because you know, I don't know what appliance is going to go, but eventually an appliance is going to go. My home is going to need repairs. So those are anticipated instances, but we don't know the details of them. So we can't plan specifically for that event, but we can plan for that event. Another situation that I can talk about is I just got hit uh, by a deer in my car. So did I know that that car repair was going to be needed? No, but I knew that I drove an older vehicle that I bought used from someone else. That's a wise financial decision. So instead of just driving my car and living in that, oh, I, I have no car payments, I'm good with this, I still put money aside so that if there was something that happened, I was thinking, you know, I might need new brakes or new tires or something. I was not planning for that deer, but because I was planning for something, I was able to pay for the repairs for that deer without breaking my budget, without going into debt, without having a crisis. It was scary enough to have the deer come at me and bump down the entire side of my car, including my driver's side window. I certainly didn't need the stress of the financial fear that would come after that as well. Another thing is with COVID, so many people are living in fear of COVID. Now, we did not know that this virus was coming. And we really do have a lot better treatments for it now. But one of the things that we know is that people who are healthy are fighting this virus. So instead of living in fear, I don't know if I'm going to get COVID, although I kind of assume I will. I have a lot of teenagers. I have some young adults living at home. I have a, a middle schooler still. 
they're out and about. And I'm glad that they are. That's the way they should be. They should be living their lives. And rather than keeping them corralled at home, which would be completely unfair to do to them and stop them from living their lives when they're at such precious times of their lives, I need to strengthen myself. So I looked at myself and I said, okay, where do I need a fitness challenge? Could I carry loads if they're put on me? Could I run if I needed to? Could I walk if I needed to? I was hit, <laughs> I was hit by a bus and I have some injuries from that and I'm in some pain sometimes. Well, what could I do? I need to lose weight. I needed to lose weight. I need to be outside. We know that vitamin D is essential to this fire, to fighting this virus. So getting outside, getting fresh air, exercising, breathing, all of this helps you fight COVID. Do I know I'm going to get it? No, but I can anticipate that I might and prepare myself physically and mentally and spiritually to fight that battle. And that doesn't begin after the test comes back positive. That begins months and even years ahead of that time. So if I'm a smoker, if I'm a drinker, anything that puts me at risk, I'm going to stop that now and take steps to make myself better. And that goes for any situation. If cancer runs in your family or heart disease, you can prepare yourself by getting physically healthy. And that gives you a better chance of fighting anything that you face. The last thing that we're going to talk about are those out of the blue just slam you to the ground occurrences, those situations. They're generally traumatic, they're sudden, they're unexpected and unpredictable. People think they're not preparable for, and that's not true. Unpredictable does not mean unpreparable. So I can't, you know, you don't want to live your life dreading the loss of a spouse, but when tragedy strikes, maybe it's something like a fire or a sudden divorce. I certainly know what that was like. It shook my world and I was not prepared for it. An accident, an injury, something that completely comes out of the blue and devastates you. And what can you do for that? It is not unpreparable, but again, it's not something you'd work at through the crisis of the moment. It's something that you need to prepare for ahead of time. And a lot of that is going to be, uh, again, mentally preparing yourself because you need to have a strong mind and a strong heart and a strong body and strong finances and strong focus before you go into battle. So those are your three situations. You have unexpected, anticipated, and out of the blue situations, EAO. What can you do about each of those situations? Well, there are seven steps that you can take today that will help you be better off no matter what situation you face. First, take objective assessment of your current state. So here's the thing. Women tend to be emotional, and I know that's a sexist thing to say, but it's true. Women tend to get emotional. We need to be impartial and unemotional. Maybe this is the math teacher in me coming out. We need to be realistic and specific. We need to sit in silence and have alone time to really reflect and study ourselves, study our situation, understand your finances, know where paperwork is, know the situation, know your car. Can your vehicle make it? Objective assessment of yourself and of every aspect of your life. Now, don't get overwhelmed and think, you know, oh, I have to do my fitness, my finances the clutter in my home, that my relationships, my faith. All right. Yes, you have to take all of that, but not all at once. Take it piece by piece. Remember the best way to, bite, to eat an elephant is one bite at a time. You're doing the same thing, but you're not putting it off. You are taking a step today. Think of one aspect of your life that you want to look at. Maybe it's finances. Go back through your spending. Look at your bank banking accounts. Look at your budget. Look at your spending. Look at your credit cards. Look at your student loans. Look at your mortgage payments. Look at all of the different aspects of your finances and 
start to get a realistic picture of what your spending is like, what your interest payments are like, what your retirement account is like, what your investments are like, all of this goes together. And then, okay, if you're done with your finances, then take a look at your fitness and say, where do I need to strengthen myself? What is my upper body strength? What is my leg strength? What is my core strength? How is my spine? How is my breathing? What are my breathing techniques? What do I do to mentally calm myself when there's a crisis situation? So you're taking each aspect of yourself and being objective with it. Really assess where your needs are, what needs growth, and what you're okay with. If you're good with retirement planning, don't spend your energy looking further into retirement planning. Go back and check it once in a while to be sure that's up to date and current and still on the right track. But if you, need, if you know that your retirement is planning is good, but your uh, personal fitness is not, maybe instead of checking your bank account every day, you go to the gym every day, or you just walk around the block every day, or whatever it is that you is right for your level. All right. You need to take an objective assessment of your faith, your friendships and relationships, family, your finances, your career, your amount of clutter, your fitness, your personal protection. Women are required to protect themselves and be situationally aware. And we'll talk about that in a minute also. So your first step is to be take an objective assessment of your current state, an unemotional, impartial, realistic, specific assessment of what your life is like right now. Second thing I want you to do is set SMART goals, both long-term and short-term. And by SMART goals, I mean specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. Those are the five aspects of SMART goals. Now, if I say I just want to lose weight, I'm much less likely to do it than I would be if I say I want to lose two pounds every week for 10 weeks, so I will lose 20 pounds by this date by you know, running twice a week and stretching once a week, going out on a hike once a week, whatever it is that my plan is. You see, I'm trying to be as specific as possible. I want those goals to be specific, measurable, attainable, relevant to my situation, and timely, time-based. Put an end point to those goals. When are you going to have that money saved for a new car? When are you going to gain, get the weight that you want to be? When are you going to be the weight you want to be? Uh, how, how are you going to contact friends? Like sometimes we live in such isolation and this COVID thing has really put us in isolation. So how are you going to reach out to people that you haven't reached out to in a while? How are you going to build those friendships? Maybe you need to cut some friendships. Maybe some friendships are sucking the life out of you and you need to, to drain that, drain the swamp on that, right? Maybe you just need to let some people go and other people you need to reach out to. Now, I want to make sure that you try to have a team of two to five people that hold you accountable with that. So with your SMART goals and you're thinking about relationships, think about a team of two to five people that you can really trust that would drop anything to help you that are going to be honest with you enough to say, hey, you know what? You're screwing up here. Fix this. Or, you know, I noticed this, but they're doing it out of love. They're not doing it out of criticism. And sometimes that's a hard thing to take and to hear that objective criticism of ourselves, but it's really important for growth. So find two to five people that you can trust that are going to hold you accountable. Make that part of your SMART goals. And then also be sure that you are reciprocating that. You want to be sure that you are also one of those trustworthy, reliable, drop anything and go help those people kind of friends. All right. So you have objective assessment, SMART goals, 
Now you want to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And this is hard for women because we just want to like shelter ourselves. We don't want to step out. We want to let somebody else handle it. We don't want the world to look at us. We want to just live in that cozy life and just be at peace and not draw attention to ourselves. We don't want to cause waves. That's not the way to get there. We need to step out to be a real Christian. You want to get comfortable being uncomfortable. That's where resilience is. And resilience is a word we toss around all the time. Resilience is a type of mental courage. It's a mental toughness. And the only way to get resilience is to do what's difficult. So maybe for you, that's setting the alarm a little bit early and getting up and doing something. Maybe it's walking around the block or doing some push-ups or sit-ups or whatever it is that is going to push you to the next level. And again, that comes back to that objective state of your current awareness. So get get comfortable being uncomfortable means something different for everyone. You want to push yourself to just the next step. I don't want to jump to a platform that is so far higher than where I am that it's unattainable. At the same time, I don't want to make it so that I'm not making any progress or even worse, standing still or, you know, we actually don't stand still in life. My philosophy is that if you're standing still, you're actually sliding backwards and you just don't even realize it. You want to make sure that you're constantly in a state of picking yourself up and pushing yourself a little further. Now, that doesn't mean no downtime. We need to have downtime and fun time and relaxation time, time with friends, time with family, time to laugh and just enjoy ourselves. But at the same time, you want to make sure that you're comfortable getting uncomfortable. Be comfortable getting uncomfortable. Do small things. Challenge yourself. Assess risk rather than imagine hurdles. Stop wishing for something to happen and start making things happen. All right. Objective assessment, smart goals, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Four is prepare for obstacles. Well, if you are getting comfortable being uncomfortable, let me tell you, you are going to face obstacles. So here's what you need to do is to imagine yourself facing those obstacles. And you want to try and visualize this as much as possible. Picturing, okay, I know I'm going to meet this person. I know I'm going to meet my boss. Or maybe it's a mother or father, a parent or a son or a daughter or a friend who's just critical. You know, those friends that are always putting you down or making little snide remarks. Maybe that's the person who you need to cut out or you need to confront on some things and say, okay, I know that this person is going to have this opinion or I can guess that this person is going to have this opinion. And again, they always tend to throw that at you. Like I can guess what they're going to say and then they throw a new zinger at you and you're just caught off guard. This is where your breathing comes in. This is where being objective comes in and being unemotional and preparing for what you will say to them. The best way to prepare for a battle like that is to prepare by practicing. Our military doesn't go into battle unpracticed. They rehearse what they're going to do many times before they send any any young man or woman out to the battlefield. You know that if you're facing obstacles, you are facing a battlefield of your own, not nearly what our military faces probably, hopefully. But you are facing a battle, and the best way to prepare for that battle is through visualization techniques, imagining your five senses, and then practicing and praying over it. So visualize, practice, and pray for guidance and the the ability to overcome any obstacles. And there are going to be times where those obstacles knock you on your butt, and there are going to be times where you handle it pretty well. And it depends on the situation. It depends on the obstacle. It depends on how you're doing for the day. Sometimes you're able to fight those battles and sometimes you're not. If it does knock you down or if it does, it does count as a loss in your, in your win-loss column, don't take that as the end game. You still pick yourself up. You assess what you did, That back to that ass- objective assessment. That We're continuously going back to that objective assessment. That's why I put that first because that's something that needs to be done all the time. 
you objectively assess how you handled the situation, what you did well, and there should always be something that you did well. And even sometimes if that just means walking away, that could be something that's a positive. And then you also objectively assess what you could have done better. Objective assessment, smart goals, get comfortable being uncomfortable, prepare for obstacles, and then we have spiritual fitness. The military talks about spiritual fitness, telling us spiritually fit people have less anxiety, they have less depression, lower suicide rates. They also have a lot of positive. They report to have more hope in the future and more hope in their current situation. They have better marital relationships and better stability overall. So being spiritually aware really is important for our overall ability to handle any situation. Now, our secular world tends to think of Advent as a time for partying and shopping and living up the good life. Uh, the other half of the world for this Advent, for COVID's Advent, is living in fear and isolation. But the Christian is told that Advent is different. Our Christian is told that Advent is a time for prayer, for fasting, for penance, which is the color of purple. And I find that's kind of interesting, actually. I'm going to go on a side note here. The color of penance is purple, which is also the color of royalty. And that kind of is amazing, that Penance and royalty, suffering and lifting yourself up go together. And we see that all through scripture also. And almsgiving. And maybe that almsgiving is part of that objective where you say, you know what, I need to declutter my life. So give the stuff from your house away. I watch those hoarder shows and we see, oh, I'm going to sell this. I'm going to put that on. No, you're not. Just, just get rid of it. It's not yours anyway. It's the Lord's. Get rid of it. Declutter your house. And that's something that I'm still working on too. So when I take those objective assessments, that's something that with five boys and clutter can come up fast and I need to get rid of stuff. Number six is situational awareness. You have a responsibility to be aware of your surroundings. You need to be aware of dangers you need to be aware of obstacles. You need to be aware of people, of packages. You know that whole see something, say something? That was not designed to report your, your neighbors or your family members for getting together on Thanksgiving or Christmas. That is not see something, say something. See something, say something talks about real life and death situations. See something, say something talks about knowing your situation. And we talk, call it women's intuition or pit in your belly kind of feeling. I actually think that's the Holy Spirit. That's your guardian angel saying, hey, there's a little red flag here. Be aware. If the, the hair goes up on the back of your neck, that's something you need to be in tune to the Holy Spirit to understand what is it he is trying to tell you in this situation. I have a friend that I go walking with, and this person is a police officer, and it is amazing when I walk with that person and they notice a car that goes by or they notice a certain person. The level of awareness our law enforcement and military have is incredible. And that's kind of what you want to get to, too. I've gotten better since walking with this person and noticing things, but I still tend to get caught up in the conversation and the pretty Christmas lights and whatever else is out there tend to distract me. And it, it's, uh, it's important to find the balance between appreciating the beauty all around us, really nurturing those relationships and being in the conversation, but also being aware of what's going on around us. Uh, be aware of ourselves, where your feet are going, so you're not going to fall into a drain or into a ditch or into a little crack over the sidewalk or anything. So be situationally aware of yourself and of your surroundings and those nearby. And the last thing, and this is so important for women, number seven, is invest in yourself. You cannot attain stability in any situation if you have not taken the time before the situation comes to discover who you are. Know your gifts, know your strengths, know your weaknesses, but don't give in to them. 
Take actionable steps today. Invest in yourself. Take actionable steps today to enjoy yourself, to better yourself, to push yourself, to thrive in any situation. Enjoy yourself. You were created for this moment, not only by God, but God created you specifically to live here in this COVID crisis, in this advent, in these lockdowns. What is the position that you are put in? Invest in yourself. Take the time. Set aside, you know, some of us live such busy lives that we don't have time for in a reflection. I enjoy going to adoration as often as I can. Unfortunately, with COVID, it's been tough to do that. So maybe I'll just take a quiet walk around the block and I'll just reflect. This is my time with God. I'll look up at Orion in the sky and I picture St. Michael instead of him and see that the sword and just, it just centers me. <laughs> take the time, invest in yourself financially. What do you need to do for your goals? Do you need to join a gym? Is that something that's going to motivate you to get out and take the financial investment? Do you need to take a course or update some skills for a new employment or a new job? Is there something superficial? Sometimes it just takes getting your hair or nails done just makes a huge difference. Invest in yourself. Do something that's good for you. Maybe it's turning off the TV and just sitting with a book or a candle. Maybe it's taking a bubble bath. And that's where I'm going to leave it. So our three situations that you need to prepare for are the expected, the anticipated, and the out of the blue situations. Out of the blue does not mean unpreparable. You are preparing yourself every day for these situations. Your seven tips to handle any situation. Number one is objective assessment of yourself and your current state. Number two is setting smart goals, long and short term smart goals. Number three is get comfortable being uncomfortable. Number four is preparing for obstacles. Number five is spiritual fitness. Number six is situational awareness. And number seven is invest in yourself. I hope this helped you. If you have any questions, I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear how you are preparing for what's coming ahead for 2021. I would love to hear what you're preparing yourself for. Send me an email at kerry at stralingrace.com. That's K-E-R-R-I at S-T-R-A-H-L-E-N-G-R-A-C-E.com. I hope that you subscribe. I hope that you comment. I hope that you like and follow and know that life is good. God bless.